No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Avoid suspicion. Manipulate your friends. Eliminate your enemies. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about our least favorite aspects and most debatable opinions of our most favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully deserves its own fan base, even if we don't always understand why. Today, we are talking 2005's Cry Wolf because it's my birthday week, baby, and yeah. Travis is not allowed to say no. Uh, but first, I have one quick announcement, and it's that next week we have a special guest on the show. Um, if you follow us on social media, which if you don't, why why don't you? I'm going to go ahead and plug that real quick right here at the top. we got a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast. We've got a Twitter, Least Fave Pod. We've got a TikTok. Not going to tell you our name for that. We've got a website, which is leastfavoritescarymovie.com. We've got an email, leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. If you follow us on any of those, particularly Instagram and Twitter, those are going to be the most important ones to follow, then you've seen that we put out a call for reviews and we put out information on where to watch the next movie. You might have noticed that this past weekend was a little bit wonky. We kind of uh, doubled up on the call for reviews, and that's because yesterday, we're recording this on a Sunday, just a little peek behind the curtains, uh, yesterday we recorded with horror author Robert Otone, friend of the show. We were very, very excited to have him on here because he's been a big supporter of ours, big um, online converser with us. Yeah, he's been he's been nice. I liked him. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. He reached out to us and was like, hey, I would love to guest. And we're like, yeah, sure. He threw out Hell House LLC as one of his options. We thought that would be a good movie to discuss. We discussed it. We had a really good time. That's going to be next week's episode. However, that did murky up our timeline on our social media a little bit. So if you noticed that this past week, that's why. You'll also notice that next week we're not going to have poll results just because we're recording this after we actually recorded next week's episode. Yeah. We're, we're off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's happening behind the curtain. Um, for a long time, we were trying really hard to be ahead of our recordings, and we just realized that's not really our strength. So, no. <laughs> so this is where we're at in life. We understand it. We accept ourselves. I'm okay with myself, right? Yeah. Are you okay with yourself? I. You can't ask me if you're okay with yourself. I, I said, I are you okay with oh, yourself? Yeah, I am, yeah. I'm, are you okay with me? I am, yeah. Uh, you don't sound sure. No, I, I am okay with you. Okay. Are you okay with myself? Yes, I'm okay with everything. Okay, okay. So we're good. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because this week we are actually prepared for poll results. Yay! <laughs> That's going to be next week when we're not prepared. So I have all those right now. And this is all relating to last week's episode talking about Somber Party Massacre 3, you know, the most favorite entry in the whole trilogy of everybody. I, so. someday this will be a visual medium podcast as well and you can see <laughs> the facial expression I just made towards Travis it was not a favorable one it was a big side eye and a, so. a very tight lipped but it gave you the opportunity to I did poll. I got to make cheese puns you did it was, it was a good poll I do question. enjoy a moment to be able to do that okay so the poll for the last week uh, we were just asking you to rate Slumber Party Massacre 3 in terms of types of cheese that it is because it's a cheesy nanny slasher very cheesy so Jesse came up with the idea to rate them uh, so if you're in favor of the movie it's pretty good and if you aren't a fan it could be better so <laughs> uh, we'll start off with 
Twitter. We didn't get a lot of interaction with the Twitter one. Uh, I but think it's mostly, it's the same with the call for reviews with that one. I think there are just a lot of people out there, like myself, that did not know a third movie existed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's so obscure and you have to know about it to find it. Yeah. So, you know, but we know about it and we found it and we talked about it. So it's a fun episode, I think. But everybody um, on Twitter voted no, it could be better. It's a, it's not a good movie. However, on Instagram, we had some division, and it's not like one or two people. Like we had a decent turnout, and it is like actually split 50-50. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. Those of you that are on the side of Pretty Gouda, since you voted in our poll, I would love for you to send us your thoughts on it, why you voted that way. We won't necessarily read it out loud just because we're already a couple weeks ahead in our recording. But I really want to know what it is that you enjoy about the movie. I've heard Travis's thoughts. I don't know if maybe you're just agreeing with him in general, but I would love to hear your perspective on it. That's kind of the whole purpose of this podcast is I want to know why people like certain movies or don't like certain movies. I mean, we also read the Reddit review, which was very positive. And it actually kind of put a new perspective to you too i remember it did give me a new perspective it didn't make me like the movie any better but it helped no me but they made good points it. about why they would you know why they would like the movie in the trilogy i guess so, i mean it's not I a terrible guess. movie but yeah it's not the best but all that's right. not the movie we're talking about this week all right so if you are listening to this on opening day it is january 13th my birthday was yesterday Yay! Yay! Happy birthday! Happy birthday to me and Rob Zombie. We share a birthday. I that's one of my I know that's one of my favorite fun facts to share with people. Also, me and him are both vegans. Um, I don't think most people are surprised when they hear I'm vegan because if you see me, like I just look like one of those people. Like, well, yeah, of course she's fucking vegan. Um, (laughs) It's like the people that see me and think I'm a stoner. (laughs) Yeah, like like, of course. (laughs) Um, But like, I think when people hear Rob Zombie's a vegan, they're like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's not that surprising come on man have you ever seen the guy like if you ever listen to the man talk you know that he is not some kind of like dumb no he's so he's so smart and he's so empathetic it's just funny because like i i love his music my mom has raised me as a rob zombie and white zombie fan you know um i'm an astro creep See, I'm the opposite. Um. (laughs) Like, I, most people, when they think of Rob Zombie, they're like, yeah, he makes great music. But whenever I think of him, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I really like his movies. Yeah, no, for me, it was, I was willing to watch. I'm, I don't know that I necessarily would have ever gravitated towards the grindhouse subgenre if it weren't for the fact that I had a pre-existing a parasocial relationship or whatever to Rob Zombie. I don't no. know if I'm using the term parasocial. Correctly. I don't know. But People threw it out there a lot with John Mulaney, and I'm like, I feel yeah. like that means when you feel connected to somebody, even though you're not really. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate or not. That's how I'm defining it in my head. I think I would have gotten you there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, like I mean, yeah. I'm talking about like in terms of <laughs> grindhouse movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I, I like grindhouse probably, movies. Yeah. It's kind of like with Jalos. I don't think that's one. I I love Suspiria. Which is um, you didn't like a Suspiria? I thought we I both like Suspiria. we both trash Suspiria. I'm the one that made you it. watch Suspiria. No, we were both interested in watching it because it was part of the hundred scariest I, no, movie I'd moments. I watched it with my mom beforehand, and I was a dancer. <sighs> That's true. I forget that you had that history with it, but I don't yeah. believe it for some reason. I just think it's a lie. <laughs> That's what you want to believe. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I then I don't think that came up when we watched it before. So 
now I'm just choosing to believe that it didn't happen. I'm selecting okay, history. Well, you're gaslighting yourself, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think it, I think it's kind of like with Jalos. You've gotten me to watch some that uh, like where they're very over the top. I tend to enjoy them a lot. I'm a big fan of pieces. I um, thought you hated pieces. No, I love pieces. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's objectively not a great movie but i have a fun time watching it and i can no longer say the word bastard without screaming it and shaking my fist at the sky it's true it has that effect on you it does um torso it's a weird fucking movie and i won't let you put it on as background noise when i'm around but i do appreciate the process of watching it um deep red deep red's good deep red's the deep best. red's good it's so um, fucking yeah good. so like it, it seemed with Jalos, I don't know that's necessarily something I would have sought out without you around. Same with Grindhouse. Like, as much as I love Quentin Tarantino, I don't think I would have ever taken that over to the horror genre specifically if it weren't for the fact that, like, you know, Rob Zombie's here. I'm I wouldn't th- call Tarantino Grindhouse. I If Tarantino did a horror movie, though. He did. He did a Grindhouse horror movie. It's well, yeah. called... Uh, I haven't watched that one. I haven't. I've never seen it. I need to. I don't love Tar- Tarantino. <laughs> That's probably so. where that came from in my subconscious. I was yeah, probably. That out. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I just. I feel like it's one of those things that I wouldn't necessarily have gravitated towards on my own if it weren't for the fact that Rob Zombie is not a name that I did not know and trust already. So I was like, well, I enjoy the music. Perhaps I will enjoy the filmmaking, and it's definitely one of those that I have to be in the right frame of mind going into. Okay. But I do enjoy it. And I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it now because we're going to talk about it next week, too. We're going into Halloween for our next franchise film franchise film series um, that we'll be talking about over the next year plus. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's <laughs> a long series. And there are a couple of movies. Like, th- this is Travis's series. I love the Halloween series. Travis is next level with it. Friday was my series, too. But yeah. this is like a whole other yeah, thing. No, this it's is my different. You can't. It's apples and oranges comparing those. Yeah. No. Halloween. Um, I. F- yeah. With, that's with my thing. Friday, it was very. There was a very definite shift in who took over the series. Yeah. Um. You're very much early Friday. I'm late Friday. Mm-hmm. I was fine with that. Um. Halloween. You as much as Halloween was an influence on me as a horror fan. Um, you're the Halloween, you're the John Carpenter fanboy. And yeah. I don't mean that in derogatory. Well, not only, I mean, like half of them, like, I mean, more than half of them have like no involvement from John know, Carpenter. But, you, but know. you know, I'll fight anybody on any Halloween movie. Yeah. Like I, you know, but, I'm a, I'm a defender of even the shittiest ones. But there are a couple that I definitely edge you out a little bit with. Um, yeah, you're right. I should clarify. I, I don't defend all of them. I... I will defend to my dying breath Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And I know that's an unpopular opinion, and I'm very excited to get to that in a year. Um, yes. <laughs> All right, but let's move on to Cry okay. Wolf. Because that was a weird tangent. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of birthdays, one of the stars of this movie, his birthday is today, if you're listening to this on on release day uh julian morris his birthday is january 13th so happy birthday julian happy birthday. i didn't realize that it was your birthday that was a happy coincidence that i happened to discover while it's i was of, writing down information yeah perfect timing yeah it was very perfect um this movie was directed by jeff wadlow who directed kick-ass 2 really yeah. i haven't watched that one i've watched well, the first one the I know first you one liked was the great first one, yeah so i thought you would enjoy that piece of trivia and then i'm gonna play a mini game with you okay which Truth or Dare movie do you think Jeff Wadlow directed? (laughs) 
There are so many out there, and we've talked about this on our podcast so many times, but I want to know which one you specifically think he directed. The opening of this movie with the game and with um, the Blumhouse one are very similar, so I'm going to go with that one. That's the one with Lucy Hale, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I mean, the, this, the opening scenes are basically identical. He just copy and pasted that whole scene. This was actually his debut directing. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Not not a bad first effort. Yeah. Um, he co-wrote this with Bo Bauman, which sounds like a fake name. It probably is. <laughs> Bo Bauman is a primary... <laughs> Bobody. Bobody, yeah. Um, He is primarily a producer. He's one of those that we see sometimes that gets involved in the writing process, but primarily produces. Okay. Uh, The music was done by Michael Wanmacher, who has done 13 Sins, an episode of Into the Dark on Hulu. Which one? Not one of the ones we watched. It was Flesh and Blood. We haven't seen that one yet. Which one's Flesh and Blood? I think it's one of the earlier, um, Are you earlier sure ones. we haven't yes, seen it? I'm sure. I think it was like a Mother's Day one. No, I think it was like a Mother's Day one. Mother's or Father's Day one. Okay. Um, we're, we're big fans of the Into the Dark series, but we haven't necessarily watched each movie. Yeah. He also did the music for the My Bloody Valentine remake. Okay. And then he did the music for one of my previous picks on this podcast. And I want to see if you can guess which one. Is this the mini game? Yeah, this is the second oh, mini game. Okay. The first mini game right. was Which Truth or Dare. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is the second mini. I don't have a ton of fun facts, so one we're doing mini picks? games instead. Yeah, one of my previous picks. Can I get a decade? No. <sighs> what? We've done this podcast for a year. Yeah, and you're fifty percent of the picks. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Uh, genre. Give me like a subgenre. Give me something. Uh, Piranha? Camp- yes, it was oh, Piranha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> I was about to say it was one of my favorites. And then I was like, no, that will give it away too easily. <laughs> Hell Which, yeah, man. Um, by the way, I know you're not listening, but if you are listening. Oh, Josh. <laughs> yes, Josh Stolberg, please come guest on our show. If you are a fan of ours and you follow us on Twitter, please at Josh Stolberg. We have tried to convince him to be on the show before. Kind of, it sounded kind of joking on Twitter, but please uh, tweet him to let him know we're serious. He saw the title of our podcast and misunderstood. Yeah, he thought we actually hate it. And I think he gets a lot of undeserved hate on the internet. We love his writing. I have yet to see a Josh Stolberg movie I don't love, so. Yeah, no. A lot of people get confused with their name. Like anytime yeah. I post things on like <laughs> Facebook, especially, like I'll like share a trailer, and it doesn't revolve around anything that I've posted. They just post their least favorite scary movies in the comments. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That's not even relating to what no. I'm talking about, right? Now. Yeah. So yeah, if uh, if you're one of our listeners and you follow us on Twitter, uh, help Josh Stolberg understand that we're huge Josh Stolberg fans and would love to talk to him because Honestly, I don't think he believes us. I think he's. In the middle of working on the new Saw movie right now. I know. So he might be busy. He might be busy, but, you know. Could I, be in the I future. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, the special effects. Again, this is one that's always hard to find on IMDb. And as best as I could tell, um, 
There was somebody named Keith Vanderlaan who was credited for prosthetics, and he's associated with Captive Audience Studios. Okay. So I think that's probably the special effects person. There wasn't a so, ton of special yeah, effects. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not, it's not a special effects heavy movie. Yeah. So the cast, we've got Julian Morris as Owen, Lindy Booth as Dodger, Jared Padalecki as Tom, Jess Jansen as Randall, who could be a dead ringer for Spinner on Degrassi The Next Generation. I always think it's him, and it's not him. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely watched that show in passing. I loved that show. Okay. Uh, we got Paul James as Lewis, Sandra McCoy as Mercedes, Ethan Kahn as Graham, Christy Wu as Regina, and last but not least, playing Mr. Rich Walker, we have... John Bon Jovi. Is this the only movie he's acted in? I have no clue. You should look that up right now. You want me to look it up right yeah, now? Yeah, let's find okay. out because I... You're editing this, so I don't care if there's a bunch of dead air. Um, well, no, I'm going to fill the dead air right now by like just explaining. <laughs> I, he did a good job acting in this movie. And yeah. I'm honestly super impressed for somebody that... You see that a lot. You see like musicians kind of mer- like transition into acting or like they dip their toes in it. But like... If you would have told me that that's just a standard actor, I would have believed you. Like, I, I'm pretty much always in disbelief that it is Bon Jovi. <laughs> he was in Young Guns 2. Okay. Stand up. Oh, no, wait, that's soundtrack. Um, let me let me pull up his actor. John Bon Jovi. Yeah, he was, he was acting in Young Guns. Actor, actor. Oh man, he's got 118 acting credits. No, oh, fuck. No, a lot of this is his own music videos. Oh, well, why does that count in IMDb? Why shouldn't that be under self instead of actor? Fuck it, I'm not looking this up. New Year's Eve. He is in a movie called New Year's Eve. I'm not looking through the rest of this. It all says no. It you're all right. Bon it's, Jovi. He's got 118 acting credits on IMDb. Yeah. That's too okay. Yeah, 112 well, of them. Are maybe that's why he knows how to probably. act so yeah, well. Is because I'm, he's done so many fucking music videos. Yeah, he's very relatable. Um, if you have not seen. Spider-Man No Way Home, um, skip ahead 30 seconds, but there's a part where Tobey Maguire is there, and he's not wearing the Spider-Man costume, and they're like, hey, are you going to continue looking like the cool youth pastor? Uh, And that's the energy I get from John Bon Jovi, which is entirely inappropriate once you get to the twist at the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you were about to... Maybe it is appropriate. I thought you were about to say Bon Jovi was in the new Spider-Man movie. I was like, did I fucking miss that? <laughs> doesn't John Bon Jovi have, or doesn't Bon Jovi have a song about home? I mean, it's the homecoming I trilogy. Know, so maybe, the only, I only know two of his songs, and that's because of Guitar Hero and the radio. <laughs> that's it. Okay, so do you think this movie is budget or bugged head? It's budget. Budget? Yeah. You're wrong. Really? It's bugged head. What's the bugged head? A million. Uh, that's borderline for me. No, that's Buckhead. <sighs> I don't a know. A million man. is not a lot for a movie at all. It's really not. I guess. I don't know, man. Horror movies, you can do a lot with a million, and that's on the low end, even for horror movies, though. How much of that do you think went to Bon Jovi? Um, he probably did this as like a passion project, you know. He probably did not thousand. Yeah, he. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I want ninety percent of the budget. <laughs> <laughs> this is, everybody's coming to this movie to see me. But guess what the worldwide gross was? Um, 
I don't think it's very big because it's it's not a movie that you feel is talked about very often. Mini I think, game number three. Guess what the worldwide gross is? Um, I'm gonna say like fifteen million. Thirty-two point five million. Really? Wow! Yes. It did really well. Yes, and if you would like to be a part of the thirty-two point five million, let me tell you where you can watch this movie. Um, I've posted it on our social media. We're going to, that's something that we want to continue to do because we feel like that's really beneficial for people to be able to see not only just the movies that we're talking about, but just to see new movies in general that you might not have seen otherwise. Yeah, expand your taste. Yeah, expand your taste. Let us be your curators. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Okay. So currently this movie is available to stream on Hulu Premium. YouTube TV and HBO Max. See, when you say Hulu Premium, it you, like it usually falls within one of their add-ons, so you have to have mm-hmm. that specific add-on. It just says Hulu Premium when okay. I look it up. It doesn't okay. say which specific one. All right. Um, you can also rent it for four dollars, and I'm gonna say 100% this movie is worth the four dollars. Yeah, I mean, watch. like we said last week, like you can buy this movie if you're cheaper than that. Um, but you can rent it for $4 on Prime, Vudu, YouTube, and Google Play. We actually have this, we have the unrated DVD. So um, if you stream it somewhere and you're like, that doesn't add up with what I watched, it's because we were watching the unrated version. Um, I think the theatrical release was PG-13, but we watched... Oh, is this one R? Yeah, this one would technically be um, R-rated. But that's not, it has to be unrated because that's not the official release yeah Yeah. i mean if it's like a director's cut like it's usually yeah unrated but yeah this is one that i think that we bought like i don't know if it was at like half price books or hastings like it's one of those that we got from like way back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we both had like a history with this movie individually i remember yeah so that is um pretty much all the background i have with it like i said i was struggling to find like fun facts with it without having to sift through hours of like recorded interviews that's cool which i just didn't have time with this weekend since we were double recording no that's fine no, so, i had fun because i had yeah. got to play games along the way plus yeah. we also got you know since we have the dvd we do have extra bits of info yeah, because we have deleted, deleted scenes, scenes and, scenes and alternate, alternate scenes scene. yeah. yeah all right travis lay it on me what is your pre-rating um so I know that I talk about this movie like I hate it, but I don't hate it. I think it's a decent movie. It just, uh, I don't know, there are just points of it that are just kind of like, what the fuck? But um, I think I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's uh, it's a very generic 2000 slasher. Like, it's very middle of the road. It doesn't stand out. It doesn't underperform. It just is kind of there. Okay. I'd agree with that. Okay. What do you think? Um, I'm giving it a 7.5. Okay. Mostly because this movie is just fucking fun for me. I have such a fun time watching it. And it definitely, it's nothing super original, but I feel like it's one of those copycats that jumps in on the trends and does it well. What trend is it jumping in on here? I'm thinking like it feels very reminiscent of Urban Legend. And you and I even did this a couple of times while we were talking about it. We kept getting our wires crossed with Urban Legend. It's very true. And I think even if you look at the casting, like we've got Lindy Booth, whereas Urban Legend had Alicia Witt. And we've got Jared Padalecki, whereas Urban Legend had Jared Leto. Like, we've got... (laughs) What what other Jareds are there in Hollywood right now? (laughs) And, like, it's a similar type of thing where it's like, okay, well, made-up stories that get passed around that end up coming true. 
Um, so I, I feel like they're, they're very similar in those ways. I think it also doesn't help that we watched Scream 2 last night and Rebecca Gayhart is an urban legend in Scream 2. So Was I it think- a, um, a trend in horror movies around this time to like insert musical artists? Because in Halloween Resurrection, we have LL, uh, we have uh, Buster Rhymes. And then in H2O, you have LL Cool J. Um, Tyra, Brin- Tyra Banks did release a single. <sighs> yeah, well, this is before her whole... It blows my mind to think about that this is before America's Next Top Model for her. I'm so excited to talk about that episode because I've got a lot of thoughts about that. Yeah, it'll be fun. I can't yeah. wait for that one too. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I, it's one that I just... I enjoy watching when I first saw it. The twist legitimately did catch me off guard. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, even watching it this time, I forgot certain aspects of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, that's what happens. I think really where I am knocking off points is that it's very much early 2000s dialogue that I hate. It it relies a lot on um, word usage that is um, harmful to certain demographics. It's going to be really hard to avoid during that era. I know. I know. And that's part of the reason, like, I have a hard time with even the movies that I love from that era. I'm like, like, and I'd forgotten how heavy handed it is in parts of this movie. It's it's more in the more in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of like homophobic jokes. Like, it's just all very trying too hard to relate to what the kids we're singing at that time. And, and like, I mean... Never uh, relate to what the kids are saying because kids yeah, are assholes. Exactly. How many times do I have to say that on this podcast? <laughs> it wasn't just the kids, I don't think. It was everybody. Like yeah. That was just kind of the general... Thing. Like, just Lexicon. That, yeah. 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 I mean, not to like excuse any of it, but that's just, you know... That's, yeah. Yeah. It's it, unfortunate. It wasn't okay then. We're a little bit more aware of it now. I think we're a little bit more aware of language usage. And I know people like to say, oh, well, everything's so PC now. It's like... Well, no, maybe now we're just aware that we shouldn't be assholes to other people and the internet is holding us accountable for that. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. And I know, like, looking at something from 2005 from a 2022 perspective, like, you have to make those allowances, but it doesn't mean that you can't call it out because we do know better now. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that in 2009 or 2005 they should have known what people would be saying now, but it also doesn't necessarily make it okay viewing it from this point you know yeah if that makes any sense it does i get you okay okay so what's our average our average is 6.75 all right which i feel is higher than i was expecting going into this Um, well you i think that you thought that i had a lower opinion of this movie than i did you just never are excited to watch it when i suggest we watch it i'll just tell you i think that the main character is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh no, he's obnoxious as shit. Yeah, he's like, and, and he's I obnoxious. I have multiple notes that say Owen sucks. Yeah, he sucks. He's stupid. Like it's, he just he's, he's so fucking gullible. He's gullible and arrogant at the same time. Yeah, and you know, whenever the whole movie revolves around this type of dude, it, there's like just points of it where I'm like, ah, fuck this. And I think this is really highlighted in the fact that we were like, okay. So we're waiting to hear his accent slip. And then I was like, no way. He's actually English. And then we were trying to remember what movie it was we watched with him where his accent was slipping. And it's where he was playing an American kid in Sorority Row. 
Written by Josh Stolberg. I remember that you and I had like a headcanon that like he moved on. That's where he goes to yeah. college at. And mm-hmm. this, it's the same And he was character. trying to start over. Yeah. yeah. He's like, okay, I'm an American now. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have a hamburger? Exactly. And my cousin's yander. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. All right. I'm ready. Are you ready to go into it? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. So we start off. A girl is being chased through the woods at night. Is that the Jalo title? Yeah, I, was, yeah. I wrote that note, and as soon as I wrote it, I was like, Travis is going to say this is a Jalo title. Yo, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, next week, got the best Jalo title for you guys. I can't even remember what it was. I can't either. Uh, oh, never look into a mirror in the dark. That's it, yes. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Um, <laughs> that's such a good title. I'm sorry. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, so... The person chasing this girl calls her, and because the girl being chased is fucking stupid, her phone rings out loud. Her name's Becky, and we see in, like, the stalker's, like, phone, and it says, like, Becky, Amanda, Bart. Um, That's how we find out it's Becky that's so being killed. Do we see who's calling her? Mm-mm, we just see, like, a glove and a phone, because this is a... No, I'm talking about, like, on her end, on her, like, does caller ID tell, like, what... Is coming in on her line? I can't I remember. See, I think she, no, because she was just like her phone was ringing in her pocket and she was like panicking, trying to silence it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So this is a um, spoiler review for the end of our episode, not necessarily for the movie, uh, but one of our regular listeners. You know who you are. We'll call you out at the end of it. Um, he said the movie was ruined because of the opening scene with the cell phone and because we put out our call for reviews before we watched the movie, we were both very excited to pay attention to this and I think maybe we're both dumb or we're missing something yeah. that I don't see how it's... It, it, nothing was to, spoiled for me. Yeah, I need to follow up with Yes, him. I would love to hear how it spoiled it because I am missing something. I'm also... I'm going to admit, I'm a person that I'm... Not very good at picking up on subtle cues. The only way I ever predict the ending of horror movies is if they're following obvious tropes or if I'm being stupid and I guess the most off-the-wall killer and then it ends up being true because the writer and director were trying to throw us for a loop. Yeah, that's always the toughest trick. I only guess those by luck, so. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You got a decent track record with that. Um... We cut to the next day. We hear like background radio talk about the murder of Becky Roberts. We see a kid on a bus looking sad. His name's Owen. Um, He gets to the campus, sees a deer. It's real pretty. But then a door opens loudly. And because deer are like, you know, ready to run at all times, the deer runs off. And Owen's like, oh, hey, you're a pretty redhead. Let's talk for a second. And she's like, oh, everybody's in assembly. And he's like, well, why aren't you? And she's like, well, why aren't you? And he goes, I'm new. And she's like, I know. And I was like, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, I don't understand how she already knows about this guy. Because it's a small town and, and word travels fast. Kind of, I guess. I, like, I came from a small school, so I can see that. I Okay, I... My graduating class was 50-some people, so... My graduating class was much larger than yours, and there were four high schools in the area, even though my town is not big. Um, It's weird. It's bigger than mine. Uh, Yeah, it's bigger than yours. Uh, But the the thing for me is that we never got gossip about people coming in. We got gossip once people were already in. Like, did you hear about the new girl? You know, we didn't ever get like, oh, somebody new is going to be coming in next week. You know? Yeah. Well, maybe this is like all part of like 
He's got a very obscure history. Maybe it's because history. neither of us is rich. Well, he's he, he's got <laughs> he's got a past, and it seems to be like a very interesting history because he has been to like I don't know how many schools at this so point. So many. He named like five or six. Yeah. So right he's then. constantly being moved back and forth between schools. So something's always going on no matter where he goes. Yeah. Most recently, he was kicked out of the school for dating the dean's daughter. Um, you know, so they're. They seem like they're flirting a little bit. A teacher comes out, asks why Dodger's not in the assembly, which is on school safety because of a recent townie murder. And um, Owen comes to her rescue and says, oh, well, she's helping me look around. And at that moment, the assembly ends. Kids come flooding out. And Owen tries to make a joke. Oh, well, I guess you're stuck with me now, but she's already run off. Which, I mean, you know, whatever. She got what she needed. Yep. Uh, so Owen calls his dad. We get like this is it's not a musical montage, but it's like a voiceover montage type thing where he's basically lying to his dad and giving us some exposition. So he's uh, his dad didn't take him to the school. He was put on a bus. Didn't see him off or anything. So he's like, yeah, I made it here safe. You know, I'm in the physics department like you wanted. He's in the journalism department. He's like, I got a job as a TA with one of the science T-shirts. No, he's a janitor. Um, and uh, my roommate's really cool. His roommate's Jared Padalecki, and he it's masturbates cool. all the time. And that's not a judgment on whether he's cool or not. It's just... Is that it, what it says his, in that yeah, scene? His, yeah, he shakes Owen's hand, and he goes, I just beat off. He's probably just like, it's an intimidation But they game. talk so much about him jerking off. It comes up multiple times throughout the movie. It does. <laughs> I guess. I I'm just know. saying, like, I, I, and it's not a judgment call. That what's your least favorite scary movie? We're 95% sex positive, and that even includes self love. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's basically his entire character is that he likes to masturbate. I miss that part. It's, How did you miss it? It comes up so many times because I was distracted by the cake playing. <laughs> I was getting all the other details too, but like I missed the part where it's like, yeah, I just jerked off. So I laughed until I cried watching this today because in October, Travis and I both got some virus that was going around. Travis is almost never sick, and he was sick with me for two full days. We both had to get COVID tested. Um, I actually ended up having to get tested twice because my doctor was just like, mm, just to be safe. Um, and we were home alone. It was our friend's birthday, and she dropped off some cake for us. And we were watching this movie, and we just pulled out the cake, and then cake started playing. And it's one of those where you're, like, so sick and, like, kind of out of it, and, like, the stupidest thing becomes funny. And I, like, we had to pause the movie because we were laughing so hard because we were eating cake while cake was playing on the TV. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was stupid at the time. It's stupid now, but it's, yeah. Fuck cake, by the way. Oh, man. I used to like cake, but I don't like them anymore, so fuck them. Um. Moving on. <laughs> so, in the middle of the night, Tom wakes Owen up, and he's like, uh, hey, we're going to go play a game. And he's like, why would I sneak out right now? He goes, well, Dodger asked you to be there. And he's like, all right, I'll go. Dodger is a very weird name for a person. Yes, supposedly her mother was a Dickens scholar. Is that a character? 
Yeah, I forgot which book. Okay. One of those tragic ones, you know, Dickens. easy to pick out in the Dickens yeah. <laughs> Dickens library. <laughs> so um, we move on from here to they all meet up at the chapel. And this is a, um, we have so many different versions of this. We have an so, alternate yeah. game that's played. So this is where they all convene to play the game. Yeah, so in the original version, it was a fairly simil- similar um pre- uh, premise where there's a wolf assigned and people have to vote on who they think the wolf is three wolves yeah so in the yeah in the original there's three wolves and the sheep have to try and figure out who the wolves are and you can vote them out and if it is a wolf good if it's a sheep well that hurts your team like it was a team game yeah um that one the rules were a little bit more convoluted i kind of like the way it turns into in the final cut yeah which is where there's one wolf and people like every round somebody accuses somebody else of being a wolf so if you accuse and you get voted off you have to show whether or not you were the wolf or if you were accused of being a wolf you have to show whether or not you're being a wolf if you were voted out done by like a marking on your chest Mm -hmm. um which i'm just gonna say i'm not rubbing my lipstick on anybody's chest that's fucking gross well, that's gross. Yeah, I mean, uh, nobody ever said it has to be a lipstick. Uh, that's what Dodger uses. Yeah, I know because Dodger's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they show them, you know, in the the alternate version. Like I said, the rules were just a little bit more convoluted. I think it makes sense that in the final version they kind of trimmed down the rules some. Yeah, I mean, everything plays out pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, a little bit different in terms of who gets voted off and like the types of things you yeah, learn about each character. But you like get the same results. Yeah. It doesn't change anything really. Yeah. And then there's also like an extended cut of the final game, which just sees a little bit more of the debating that goes on before a final vote is put in. But basically what ends up happening is Dodger has marked Owen as the wolf. So when people are going around making accusations, he's like quick to point out that people have different tells or that like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense because of this, you know, and at the end when it's just him and Dodger left and he's one because he's the wolf and didn't ever get voted out. Um, he points out, well, like, oh, well, you're just a bunch of spoiled rich kids that spend all this time together and you don't see each other's flaws, which a you're also spoiled rich kid. Yeah, Owen, definitely. Um, <laughs> B. Not the right thing to say to the girl you're interested in, you know, insulting all her friends like that. (laughs) Kind of a dumb move. He thinks he's so fucking smart. Yeah. He was like, he was the original, like, pickup artist, like, negging type guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it it didn't quite work out as well as he wants. Um, There's a deleted scene where when he's walking home, he gets attacked by Randall in the woods. Randall is the one that um looks like Spinner from Degrassi. Yeah. And he is one of the main ones make, making a bunch of like stupid fucking homophobic Which they jokes. call him out on at the time, too. Owen calls him out once. <laughs> no, they call him out several times. I only marked down once. Um, I think also... Uh... Well, may, uh, maybe the rest of the cast are kind of playing in on it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah they mind. are. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good look for anybody here. No. The next morning, we see Owen wake up. His alarm clock is not plugged in, and Tom left a note saying that he was out of his league. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot 
That's a lot of payback for just losing a game. Yeah. What every, a sore loser. So all of these people are sore losers, but every single person in this friend group is pretty much an asshole. There's yep. like no good people in this movie. Mm-mm. No, nobody is a good person. He runs a class, but John Bon Jovi, you know, he's the cool youth pastor. I don't even know his name as a character in this movie. Rich I Walker. Just, okay. I just, every anytime I took a note, it's like Bon Jovi. Yeah, I wrote JBJ for him in every single note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did BJ, but whatever. Same thing. Um, He's like, it's okay, Mr. Matthews. I understand. Blah, blah, blah. And then... um. Dodger starts IMing Owen in the middle of class, and Owen's stupid and doesn't mute his computer after the first IM. And Bon Jovi's like, um, hey, you know, mute your computer. I'll look the other way if you don't make it so fucking obvious you're not listening to me. Uh, which is, you know, which is a teacher that gets it. He understands. Yeah, I and mean... I, I, I'm saying all this. I'm pretending that I don't know the twist at the end, okay? So if you've watched this and you know the twist at the end... Just know, I also know the twist at the end, but I'm talking about him like I don't, okay? Because it allows for funnier jokes. Who, John Bon Jovi? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's... Um, he's shitty. He's very shitty. Shitty, 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 well, shitty. I'm talking, shitty, shitty, bang, bang. I'm talking about purely in the context of what we know right now. He's yes. A, he's a, he's, he starts That's, off as a good teacher. He's a nice, cool guy like you know that's what i'm saying if you come into this movie blind don't know anything about it you see john bon jovi you're like oh he's a teacher he understands what it's like to be that age you know what i mean and that's the perspective too much (laughs) but that's the perspective i'm trying to take talking about him right now yeah okay i get it um it's we're turning over a new leaf we're talking about the movie without spoiling it in the first half (laughs) we've done that in the past yeah, very rarely. A lot of times, immediately, we're like, this person's the killer! Yeah, true. Okay, we'll keep it a <laughs> um, mystery. Yeah. Uh, they're also talking about, like, um, sensitivity and ethics and journalism, and they're using the recent murder of Becky Roberts as an example of, like, how to address that stuff. Which, that's the person from the very beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, at lunch, everybody's from the night before is just like hanging out they're all talking about how they're gonna go to tom's dad's lake house that weekend because nobody stays on campus on the weekend and they make it sound like it's a class thing which well yeah obviously it's a private school everything is a class thing um but later in the movie we see that like they actually lock down the dorms over the weekend so it's not even just like you know only townies stay on campus for the weekend it's that Townies just go home over the weekend, which happens to be in town, whereas everybody else has to go to, like, their parents' lake houses or whatever. Yeah, it's... Anytime that we watch this movie, I have to remind myself that this isn't college. It's a high school. And it it feels so much like a college movie. It really does, except for, like, the the uniforms. Which, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I guess I don't know any college that does that, but still... I'm sure they exist, but I just don't know them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Dodger says that Owen was right the night before that maybe they do know each other a little bit too well and they should change the game and she wants to play it with the whole school you know make an accusation about the murderer of Becky Roberts and act like it's somebody on campus and when everybody in the table is understandably like uh what 
She's like, you guys are not creative at all. You're all playing checkers and I am playing chess. And then she storms off dramatically. <sighs> Fuck her. She's also very um, arrogant. Yes. Uh, Owen chases after her and he's like, what if we did like chainmail? That's not what he says, but it's basically what it is. Yeah. Do you remember, if you are of a certain age, you will know <clears throat> that there was a time in the early aughts where he would get an email. It's like, forward this to 15 people if you don't want to fucking die. Did you ever participate in that? I would mostly just send them to like my small friend group and just see who would forward it along. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, mostly the ones that sounded like really stupid. So you didn't buy into it. You just kind of no. did it for fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're the self-proclaimed supernatural person, so I didn't know. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. I'm not saying super, like, stitious. I'm talking about supernatural, like, No, you know. chain mails are not fucking supernatural. It's just fucking bullshit. We watched a whole shit. movie on it. Remember Chain, chain Lottery? Oh, shit. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that movie. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Yes. Super cheap and cheesy. <laughs> um, so they decide that they're gonna go to the library and they're gonna compose this email. Yeah. So they start coming up with the killer, like what he wears, how he kills, his pattern of killing, and eventually they pull in the rest of the friend group and they decide it's somebody that goes from town to town, college campus to college campus, and they always start off with a local girl who gets involved with the wrong guy and then like they start talking about who he kills on each campus, and obviously they're modeling these um, victim archetypes based off of their own friend group. So they yeah. Kind of, and it shows flashes of each of them being murdered, which... Like every scene that's happening in the mm-hmm. future of this movie. Which, yeah, and you know, it's, it's, an, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's scenes that are from later on in the movie or yeah. cut in with it, which I think is kind of an interesting way to do it. Yeah, that's... I think too. Um, They also designed his whole look too. So he's got the orange ski mask. He's got a camo jacket on. And even though he killed the original girl in like the opening with a gun, they give him a knife because he doesn't want to like repeat, you know. Yeah. It's more aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like a slasher. Mm -hmm. You can't be a slasher without a a knife. You you can't be a slasher if you ain't slashing. Exactly. Uh, we see Owen send this email to the whole school, and Tom's like, aren't you going to send it from an anonymous address? And he's like, no, I'm just forwarding it along. You know, I'm thinking of the student body. I'm being sensitive. Fucking dumbass Owen right here. Which is, yeah, which is the opposite of sensitive. Like, literally the exact opposite. And we understand how exactly the opposite of sensitive it is, because the next day, John Bon Jovi is like, hey, come play chess with me, and I'm going to tell you how much you suck. He's like, I'm going to beat your ass in chess right now. <laughs> um, and he's like, hey, so just so you know, that that email you sent went around and it got to Becky Roberts' mom, which, you know, fairly traumatic right now. And also her lawyer is involved. So also not great from a legal stance. And then like while he's doing that, you know, they're playing chess and he pulls out his queen and Owen refers to her as the bitch, which is just, like, fucking gross and misogynistic. Yeah, but that's, like, that's pretty in line with high school dialogue. It is. But I also like that John Bon Jovi calls him out for being arrogant. And then Owen's like, you mean confident? And he goes, no, I meant ignorant. <laughs> yeah. And I was like. Fucking dunk, man. He, he just straight up yeah. tells him he's stupid right in his face. He's like, hey, you suck. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> bon Jovi 
is very much anti-shenanigans in this movie. Yeah, he's zero shenanigan. Yes. He's, he's not a fan of it at all. Owen's status at the school is probationary, which they make sure to drop during this whole conversation because it will come up later on about the fact that, you know, if he gets into any kind of trouble, he's going to be kicked out of this school. And obviously his dad's already fucking over it since he hasn't even seen him off to the last couple of schools. And, I, and I'm going to be clear here. Owen sucks, but he's a teenager and he's not been given the strongest role model from his father. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of like it's a it's a perpetuating cycle. Like I feel bad for Owen, but I also kind of hate him. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like he sucks because he hasn't been given the proper nourishment he needs as a growing human. Um, so his dad sucks, too. But it doesn't. It doesn't mean that his actions don't affect other people. Yeah. It's like what's happened to him sucks and I feel bad for him in that way. But I also hate that the way his actions are similarly affecting other people. Yeah. I mean, you would think that he would pick up on like this pattern. He's also like he's young and teenagers are fucking stupid. I guess teenagers are the true. worst. Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. He's too young to really think about any of this stuff. Yeah. And he just like, thinks he's like the smartest person in the room at all times. And I will say they highlight that arrogance a lot throughout this movie. They do. And I mean, I feel like it's definitely like he's supposed to be he's supposed to be stupid. Really? Like, you yeah. know, we're supposed to pick up on that and like. I know that that's part of his character, but it makes him so hateable because, you know, he perfectly personifies that kid that thinks that they know everything, even Mm -hmm. though that they're just so far off base. Which it also helps that even though he's like a quote unquote troubled youth, um, he's a troubled youth coming from an incredibly privileged background. And he like calls out, you know, people for being rich and he's so rich himself. Yeah. It's just, yeah. What do you think would happen if you were, you know, in the poorest, in the lowest tax bracket, Owen, do you think that you would get to jump from private school to private school? Is that what you think would happen? I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he'd, he'd probably be better off in public school. Honestly, he'd blend (laughs) in better with the people there. But yeah, so I think it's important to note that they've decided to dub their fake killer the wolf based off of the game they like to play. And when Owen gets back to his dorm room that night, he gets an IM from somebody called Wolf. Yeah, and kind of just joking around, I'm like, be careful what you wish for. Jared Padalecki walks in, makes a joke about Owen masturbating. Um, Telling you, he, he makes a ton of these jokes. I mean... Well, I mean, yeah, he he walks in and he thinks that Owen's masturbating, but like it's two thousand five. The peak of comedy is beating off. Well, not only that, but like, has he like walked in on Owen masturbating too? He's like, okay, this is like a jerk off free zone. He his previous roommate definitely saw him masturbating several times. Yeah, can we also talk about how they have a fucking fireplace in their room? It's such a nice room. It's a high school dorm room, and they have a fireplace. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like that would have been insane in a college dorm room, but let alone like high school boarding school. Holy shit! Yeah, it's how stupid. much? How much is tuition here? It's gotta be insane. I mean, we had a fireplace in our apartment. <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know, like... That's true. That is true. But also, our apartment was apartment size. Like, it was meant to be, like, a full, like... Dorm rooms are smaller than... Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like... Yeah. Okay, yeah, I I see your point. But still, it's just ridiculous to have whatever. I don't know. It's just fucking... It's fucking stupid. And you know... 
I, would you trust teenage boys with a fireplace? No, man. Why would you? <laughs> Unless it's like one of those electric ones that you just kind of flip a switch and the fire comes up. You know, I wouldn't trust like an like an old fashioned like you have to actually get the firewood. Even then, with like the gas, like you still have to want like teenage again. I don't know how many times I'm gonna say this this episode, but teenagers are fucking stupid. Like, who's to say they're not gonna fuck around with this gas fireplace? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just That's a bad true. idea. Yeah. It's a bad idea all around. What, maybe it's disabled. Maybe it's just like a historic building. Yeah, maybe it's, it's just for like aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Jared Padalecki comes in and he's like, oh, this IM is obviously from Dodger. And so he sends her a bunch of like stupid IMs like meant to like bait her into reacting <laughs> yeah. like this fat girl named Dodger and calls her a dog face and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I laughed at it. Yeah, like, it gets <laughs> stupid, and it's over the top, but in a way that's believable for a high school friend group. Yeah. And then the wolf replies back, like, I'm going to pick your bones clean. I'm like, whoa, this is... Shut the fuck out, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> you reacted in a way that was not appropriate for the situation. <laughs> yeah. You need to go to anger management, sir and or madam. Uh, so they're like, okay, well, Dodger swims laps after practice. We're going to go prank her by throwing ice into the pool, which is a terrible idea. I know. This is so stupid. Yeah, because they think that they end up hitting her in the head with this ice and she starts to drown. Well, it's because they're not even looking where they're throwing yeah, it. They're just ducking they're just underneath. They're it. Yeah, they're just like, like hawking it up there, just hoping that it lands in the water, which chances, like odds are in their favor that it's not going to hit her. But still, like. Yeah. It's very much a possibility. Did they not see the Titanic? The a iceberg. piece of ice can cause a lot of damage. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Owen dives in thinking that he's, you know, almost killed Dodger and they pull her out and then she spits water in their face and she's like, y'all are stupid. I liked that. Yeah. Um, I also want to comment because uh, she is... Um, She's in her swimsuit, and it's not a padded swimsuit, and no. her nipples are fully out. Mm-hmm. And for a movie that has been so blatant with um, misogyny and homophobia and ableism and all of that, I really respect the restraint to not have both Owen and Tom staring directly at her chest throughout this whole scene. Yeah. I appreciate it a lot. They were looking at her face the entire time. Yeah, well, they were trying to figure out the mystery, man. The mystery is more important than boobs. Wow. It's Profound, poignant. right? It's poignant. Yeah. <laughs> so she... Uh, she tells so, them that she wasn't the one I am. Yeah, she was She was studying for AP Chem with Regina is what she says. Um, but maybe she should go check... Maybe he should go check with Graham. So Owen does. And Graham's like, well, no... Um, I did, he's like, is this in retaliation for the noise complaint? And Owen's like, what? He was, I filed that noise complaint because y'all sound like you were having fucking WWF tryouts. And we were like, hey, time capsule, WWF, yeah. before it was the World Wildlife Foundation. I also like this scene because he just embarrasses Owen in front of the entire study group because Owen goes in there, he's like, oh, you fucking, you can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Basically, is what he does. And then Graham's like, um, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I've been right here this entire time. I think you just sympathize with Graham because he's the fat kid of the friend group. I sympathize with that? Mm -hmm. Why? Because I was a fat kid? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I was. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was the fat kid. But not only that, it's just kind of funny to see Owen just like. Yeah, like Graham's not masterminding anything. He's just like trying to do a study group and Owen comes up being a shithead. And he was like, no, you guys were loud and obnoxious. And I'm trying to talk about science here. It's because Owen walks in there with the energy that like, this is my movie. And he's he's very much of the mentality that like my life is a movie. And this is like a huge scene right here. And then Graham just basically just tears that shit down. It's like, um, no, man, this isn't what's happening right now. You look really fucking dumb. And yeah. he makes Owen feel dumb and yeah, it like, comes him across. In his place. It's very much um, when Idris Elba, like his guest spot in the office where he's the first person to uh, like really point out that Jim yeah. is kind of not like always super funny. With exactly. He's yeah. He's like kind of an asshole and unproductive and a piece of shit. Although the tuxedo thing, I feel like I love that. I, no. I, I, okay, we can't, we can't diverge onto that topic right <laughs> okay. now because I could talk about it for a long time. Yeah. But okay. Owen goes back to the room because he's like, WWF tryouts. Like, I haven't seen any wrestlers in my room. Like, <laughs> he goes back and Tom's side of the room is completely trashed. And Tom comes in after me. He's like, What the fuck did you do? And he goes, I didn't, somebody trashed our room. He goes, No, somebody trashed my side of the room. And I completely get why he's upset. You know, Jared Padalecki don't have that supernatural money yet. Like, I, just, I don't understand why he would assume that it's automatically Owen. Like, I get because it's like Owen's stuff wasn't damaged, but like. Yeah, because Owen's stuff isn't damaged. They share a room. Like, it, it's one of the, it's. it's It could easily be somebody that just Occam's has an issue with razor. him. You know what I mean, though? Like, the simplest solution is usually the correct one. Yeah. And considering the fact that they share a room, his stuff wasn't touched. Like, I see. I understand where he's coming from. I get it, but still. I don't know. Yeah, so they find a bloody tongue stud. on. Well, they find a bloody barbell stud on Owen's computer keyboard. Um, I, like, so it's meant to look like it's a tongue stud. And my only problem is if you're going to act like you ripped out somebody's tongue stud and left it on somebody's laptop, wouldn't you put, like, a little piece of, like, meat-looking bit around it? Yeah, if you really gave a shit. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean... All right, not to spoil anything for what happens in this movie, but, like, they don't really... It's very amateur, and it it makes sense for it to be like that right now. No, I I definitely get where they're coming from. We, um, I'm just like you know, next level. You put like a teeny yeah, bit yeah, of meat definitely, yeah, yeah. You would have like but a little bit of tongue. So what Tom says is that Regina's really into special effects stuff, and makes when, and follows like online tutorials on making fake blood. And she's like, this is probably corn syrup. And then he tastes it. He's hmm, used to taste sweeter, which is like a nice little like. It's not dwelled upon very much. What do you mean? Like him like, hmm, it used to taste sweeter. Like there's no like music cue or Owen looking at him weirdly oh, or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, it's just kind of a throwaway line. Well, we also haven't really discussed. Um, Randall asked to borrow Jared Padalecki's car earlier because he was going to go meet, I guess, his girlfriend who is in college, Jenny I Ryder, think. Yeah, who's in college. And she's probably a freshman. They're all seniors. She is a freshman. And she's a freshman. He is supposed to be going with her to her formal. And he is apparently going to take her virginity, which I do not believe for one second that Randall is dating a girl into October of a semester and hasn't already fucked her. I don't believe that for one second, given his characterization. 
Because he seems like something like a hit it and quit it type. Like, I doubt he would put in three months of dating to somebody. He said he wanted this one to be special. I think he actually cares for this person. He puts on a face for the like the friend group. I don't think that that's the real Randall. <laughs> deep, deep Randall analysis from Travis here. Just saying. I mean, it, very much the vibe I get from this man. I mean, it's possible. But yeah, so Randall technically has an alibi, but they're just not, like, it's not confirmed at this point. Uh, so Owen goes to talk to Regina about it because of the special effects stuff. And she's like, well, I was on an AP bio trip all day, so I couldn't have done it. And he goes, ha ha, you're in AP chem. And she goes, no, I took AP chem last year. And then Owen's like, oh, Dodger lied to me. So he goes to confront Dodger. And he's like, hey, you weren't studying AP chem with Regina. And she like pulls him into the stacks in the library. And she's like, listen, I am a town. Yeah. Like Which sounds profound, but it's really just like her saying, I'm a townie, but in a weird way. Yeah. And he's like, your mother, the Dickens scholar? And she's like, sixth grade literary teacher, which she could still be a Dickens scholar. Like, a lot of teachers have to have advanced degrees to teach. Like, in Kentucky, I think, like, after a certain point, you have to have a master's to continue teaching, even yeah, in, like, yeah, yeah, middle school and high school. Um. So, I mean, yeah, if, like, she's special, if she did her master's thesis on Dickens, she would still be a Dickens scholar. Like, somebody's occupation does not necessarily, like, equate to what their education level is or what their intelligence is. So, I think it's the, the very shitty classism here in this movie, a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, and he's like, well, what about your dad? And she's like, you don't even want to know. <laughs> Oh, oh, and we do find out later. We do find out oh. later, and we will talk about that a lot later. Trust oh, me. God, this um, is so stupid. <laughs> so um, they're talking about it. Um, and then I wrote, I wrote, Owen has daddy shoes. Oh, yeah, daddy shoes, he's right. He's got daddy shoes. Um, he... <laughs> You know, he, he's dealing with his own stuff with his dad. We don't even talk about his mom. But he's talking about the reason he got kicked out of his last school. It's not just because he was dating the dean's daughter. It's because the dean's daughter was selling drugs and he took the fall for her. Which is, um, again, it's one of those, like, arrogant and simultaneously gullible things. Like him, like, okay, well, it's fine. I won't be harmed if I do this. And she will love me forever if I do this. You know, it's a very... Very quick characterization snapshot for Owen. Yeah. Uh, they are, you know, hiding in the stacks. They see somebody with a ski mask and they're like, okay, we're going to wait. We're going to let the timer on the lights run out. And when this guy walks by, we're going to jump out. We're going to spook him. So they're doing it. And they look like they are about to smooch while they're waiting for the lights to go out. And then as soon as the person walks by, they jump out and it's just a librarian. And she's like, Try German literature. Nobody will bother you there. And I'm like, this librarian fucks. Yeah. Used to fuck. I think she still fucks. You think so? I think so. Okay. She was she was very quick with that answer. Yeah, she was. She's like, I'm gonna I'm going there right now. Y'all wanna yeah, come with she's, me? She, no, she's like, I'm coming from there. Like I'm done. Oh, like, yeah. Nobody else will be up there. <laughs> Y'all wanna go back there again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Owen in Dodger talk about it a little bit and he's and she's like, it's probably Randall. Call and confirm, make sure he didn't meet up with Jenny Ryder. And they kind of like make this bet thing. 
where uh, if it is Randall, then Owen owes her dinner. Dinner. Yeah. Um, then uh, Owen goes in for the kiss and gets rejected. Yeah, she's like, I don't do PDA. And then she just like runs away. <laughs> it makes me think, like their little back and forth with stuff like this makes me think of the Key and Peele skit where it's a uh, um, Megan. Yeah. And, yeah. She, the, the first Megan skit where she will like stop and turn back and look at him to make sure he's still following. Yeah, like, exactly. It's very much that energy. Yeah, I get that too. Dodger is Megan. Confirmed. Yeah, I believe it. And Morgan, I know you're listening. Yes, I am thinking of Dodgy the whole time while we're talking about I'm going to be honest. I was too. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> that's the only other Dodger I know. Yeah. Other than like a baseball team. Yeah. Dodger is my uh, sister's um, tiny dog. He's got, um, he's got like dwarfism, we think. Because none, be. none of the rest of the dogs in his litter look like him. He's got like half size legs. Yeah. So, yeah. He's a good, he's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Owen does call information and asks for Jenny Ryder and gets connected immediately, which is fucking terrifying to me, like both as a person and as a woman. Well, like, does she? Ha- so the thing is, does she have a cell phone? This is like early, mid 2005s, at least. So, or mid 2005s, mid 2000s, 2005 to be exact. <laughs> And <laughs> cell phones weren't like a huge thing. Like we have somebody on here with like a Nokia at the very beginning. You know, like they're a thing. They exist, but I don't think that they're nearly as. I mean, definitely not nearly as common as today. So I think that he was patched immediately into her dorm room, which landlines in dorm rooms were a thing. They were a thing when we lived in dorms. I know. I still find that terrifying that you can call information and get connected like that. Like, and yeah. I know that you can be unlisted, but I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, you had to pay to be unlisted, which is another terrifying, like, classist aspect to this, where if you can't afford to be unlisted, it, okay, I'm not going to diverge too much into this, but that's kind of a big statement with the Purge movies, is being able to afford those protections well, yeah, definitely. improves your odds a lot. Yeah. So, like having to pay to be unlisted is something that might not always be within people's reach. So, it could be so easy for somebody to stalk you and just like get connected to you just like that. True, but it's no different than a phone book. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, no. it was terrifying to me how quickly he got connected to her. Yeah. Um, and she says, no, he never showed, never even called, nothing like that. Who would just do that? And I was like, oh, sweet summer child. I'm so sorry for you that you're having to learn this lesson right now, right here. <laughs> there are definitely people that will do shit like this to you. And I'm so sorry you're having to go through this for the first time. Owen is also trying to find his bag. He lost his backpack during all of this. He goes back to look in the stacks, finds a book laying on the floor. Sticks it on a shelf randomly, which hurt me as somebody that enjoys libraries and um, organization. And even if I don't fully understand the Dewey Decimal System, I respect it. So the fact that it just gets like shoved randomly into a shelf hurt my heart. I'm glad you called it a Dewey Decimal System because in my mind, I don't know why, but I went to Onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was singing. It's because I was singing um, Childish Gambino the other night. Oh, uh, maybe, that, yeah. Ah, 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 onomatopoeia. Oh! It just seems like the word, like, oh, yeah, the onomatopoeia. <laughs> That's just how the library is organized. Yeah. With the onomatopoeia. 
I know what onomatopoeia is. Yeah. So what I'm is just it? yeah. Huh? What is it? It's like whenever you describe an action in words like wham or bam. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Did you not believe me? I was just curious. Okay. If your definition was going to be the right one or not. No, I mean, it I'm was. smarter than yeah. I look. I think you're smart. I just also think sometimes you get your words mixed up and it could have been funny if you were wrong. Oh, well, I mean, I did get my words mixed up. Big time. Well, that's true. You did confuse onomatopoeia with the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, so. I mean, I was actually about to like straight up say, "Oh, onomatopoeia," <laughs> and I was gonna be wrong. <laughs> so instead, I just decided to embarrass myself. Yeah, it was um, I, God. Okay, so there was something funny you said over the holiday break, and neither of us can remember what it is. But you said something else that was really funny, which was like, uh, "I'm I'm a rock caught in a hard place," which is yeah. a total Rickyism. I'm a, I'm a walking Rickyism. <laughs> For anybody that knows Rickyisms, I love you. Yeah, I'm not gonna describe them. No. Look them up. The the real ones know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So he wants to give the twenty dollars to Dodger. Because, you know, she got the bet right and he wrote like for dinner or whatever. And he finds Mercedes and he's like, hey, where could I find Dodger? And she's like, oh, well, we're in the same dorm. And he was like, oh, well, I need to deliver it to her myself. And she's like, mm-hmm, bet she did. Uh, and she's like, I saw her head towards the faculty building. So Owen goes over there and then sees, oh, um, sees Dodger and John Bon Jovi kiss. And this is fucking infuriating to me. Because he's mad at Dodger. Dodger is a minor. And even if she was, like, even if they were in college and John Bon Jovi was a professor, it's still an abuse of power. Yeah. In a way that is not okay. And it's the same thing in Legally Blonde. And I don't talk about non-horror a ton on this podcast, we, I, look, we make references yeah. to it, and we'll, we'll sometimes get caught off on tangents. Um, but Legally Blonde is like one of my favorite, like non horror movies, and it this there's a similar thing that happens where her professor makes a pass at her, and her like new friend is like, oh well, I knew you're just sleeping your way to the top, and it's like, why is the woman always to be blamed, like? Maybe Dodger was technically a willing participant in this affair, but she's 17 and he is a full ass adult. At minimum, he is 22, assuming he is fresh out of school. You know what I mean? Bon Jovi is not 22 in this. And that's what I'm saying. yeah. Yeah, I'm giving the widest margin of doubt here. Yeah. Bon Jovi is the bad guy here. No doubt about it. But Dodger's the one getting the flack from Owen. And I get it. Owen's a teenager, he's fucking stupid, but it's something we see in media again and again and again, and it doesn't ever get addressed. It's just either the girl gets exonerated, like in Legally Blonde. No. Or it's that she actually is the villain, so it doesn't matter that she was technically being assaulted. I see what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think that uh, Bon Jovi gets like a free pass with this from Owen, because... So he's mad at Dodger because I think that he feels like he's been led on and he realizes whenever he sees that, he's like, oh, she doesn't have any interest in me after all. She's just been playing me. That's like a whole other reason to be upset with her. He calls out Bon Jovi later and- Only to his own benefit, not in 
any way to help Dodger in a situation where she is he de- being he does taken it advantage of. Immediately whenever he gets the chance, like the next moment that he sees him. It's not like it's just like No. Yeah, it is. No, you're wrong. No, because you're the next wrong. moment that he sees him is whenever he is back in class and he has the knife coming okay, out. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. let's go ahead and get into that real quick. Okay. And then yeah. I'll tell you how you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Um so Owen leaves the faculty building, goes back to his dorm room. Tom's like, hey, the librarian dropped off your backpack. And Owen should have immediately been suspicious because that old lady was not going to walk her ass across campus and hand deliver the backpack to Tom. Um, As much of a wingman as she was. You know what I mean? If nothing else, she would have delivered it to Dodger. So Dodger could give it to him. Yeah. You know? Uh, So the next day in class... Owen um, didn't do his assignment. He said, oh, well, I sent it out to the whole school and jump on Jeff. He's like, ha, 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 very funny. And when they go to start work for the day, Owen picks up his backpack and opens it up. And when he does, a hunting knife falls onto the floor. And John Bon Jovi's like, I have no choice. I have to take you to the headmaster's office. So while they're walking, he is saying, you know, we can't, like, I cannot look the other way from this. There's nothing I can do. I have to talk to the headmaster. And this is where Owen's like, mm, well, it'd be really easy for me to say that you had an affair with Dodger because I saw you guys together. And he's like, well, you can't prove anything. He's like, it doesn't matter. I say it. I put that rumor out there. Administration will look for any reason to get rid of you to get rid of that rumor. And this is where I'm saying he is not doing this for Dodger's benefit. It's not like he went to Bon Jovi before class it's not like he confronted him like oh. that. He's only doing it to save his own skin. No. Dodger's I, irrelevant in this equation. Yeah, I wasn't saying that he was doing it for her benefit. He's yeah. mad at her right now. He's not going to do it for her yeah, benefit. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he is not hes not the good guy in this situation, and he's not necessarily calling out Bonjo. I think if he hadn't pulled out the hunting knife, things wouldn't have played out this way. I think See, he would have held on to that as an ace in the sleeve, for the next time he got in trouble. Possibly, I guess. But, I mean, I just, I mean, he calls him out, though. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think anybody, even like that, at that age, is going to be cool with that. And him and Bon Jovi haven't really been on the best of footing here. So, I think that, I don't know. I, I just, just, I think he was looking for an opportunity. It's just one of those things that anytime it comes up in media... It's never like, hey, this older person is in the wrong for preying on this younger person. It's always like, oh, well, the younger person's not as bad as they seem because X, Y, Z. It's always exonerating the younger person that's being taken advantage of as opposed to vilifying the older person that is doing the actual wrong thing. Yeah, there's like... It's a very complex thing. It because, is. Like, it's, like, not only that, but, like, if it's, like, a boy that's younger and an older teacher, like, and everybody's like, And that's even more fucked up. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the teacher never, like, gets shit because, like, oh, the boy, like, gets praised for, like, getting an older that's woman. That's fucked up. It's yeah. so fucked up. It really is. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily, like, a, like older male problem like i'm saying like it's a position of power thing and it goes both ways it does yeah Um, just you know more often you see it one way or the other but i'm not saying that it doesn't happen the other way Mm -hmm. um but yeah so you know john bon jovi obviously drops it because he doesn't want to get fired and he doesn't want to get caught up in this legal mess 
So we kind of get like this short montage of Owen sitting alone at lunch while everybody else is chit-chatting with each other. Um, he blows off Dodger while she's on her way to the dance in a Red Riding Hood costume. Um, and he's like, sorry, I don't do PDA. But like really he's just going to go do his janitor duties in the cafeteria while everybody else is at the dance. And she's like, but we're all going to Tom's Lake House after this. And um, he's like, well, I'm not. Good for him. I, I was I was happy for him at this moment. If he would have like stayed as this guy the rest of the movie, I would be like, fuck, I, I, I like Owen now. <laughs> he's 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 doing it. He's being like he's realizing all the bullshit. But while he's working, he's got his headphones in. The wolf is looking through the window and then he breaks into the cafeteria, attacks Owen. Like they have this whole running thing. And then Owen ends up locking him out through like the back door like of the kitchen in the cafeteria. Um, and then he tries to run to the dorms, but they're locked. And this is what I was talking about before was as they're locked for the weekend. So I don't know what Owen's plan was if he wasn't going to go to the lake house. Yeah. Um, and clearly the school is not communicating this information with its students if Owen thought it wasn't going to be an issue. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's going to blackmail Bon Jovi to stay in his apartment. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what his plan is. It's not very clear. Listen, yeah. man, I'm living on a prayer right now. <laughs> like I'm halfway there. But, you know. Whoa. <laughs> Yay! Travis did a bit! <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but so because the dorm is locked, he ends up running to the dance. Um, there are a lot of kids dressed as this wolf killer, which is in really bad taste because somebody was actually murdered. Which is also in line with shitty kids. Yes, it is. And I think, again, because we're re-watching the Scream franchise right now leading up to the opening of the new one this weekend. We see that a lot, um, especially in Scream 2. We even see it in the first Scream where people are wearing the ghost face mask and running around the school. Yeah. So it's just shitty. It's like capitalizing on tragedy and all of that. So um, Owen talks to Dodger and they're like, uh, no, Owen talks to Regina and Lewis. And they're like, well, Tom said that he wanted to scare you because you weren't coming to the dance. So Owen goes out to Tom's car because he knows he keeps the key on the tire, which is just such a bad idea in general. It really is. Rich yeah. kid. Rich kid life. Yeah. Um, so he's like, okay, well, I'm going to move his car. So that way he thinks it's stolen. Blah, blah, blah. But while he's in the car, he gets attacked by the wolf. Who's and then in the car, yeah. Who's in the, in back the car seat. with him. And then they get out. They run across the parking lot. Cops are right there. Stop him. It's actually Mercedes. And then we find out, like, it was all a joke. They're all just, like, fucking with him. The next day, we see that Mercedes had spent a lot of time talking to the police and the headmaster. Owen gets called in to be questioned. And I just want to point out that the headmaster is a woman in a brocade suit, which I need to talk about her brocade suit just because it's like, it's a lot. I appreciate it. I love a tacky brocade. Uh, But I also find it very interesting that this very old school that very much appears to believe in misogyny, etc., would call their their woman headmaster a headmaster instead of a headmistress. I feel like that's the language you would have normally accepted. I'm not mad about it, to be clear. I'm pleasantly surprised that she gets called a headmaster and I get to be surprised that it's a woman because I'd even forgotten because they said headmaster so many times. Do you think it's intentional? I don't know. I, I feel like it's probably not that intentional because I don't, I don't feel is, like this yeah. movie thinks that much. Yeah, I don't think it does either, yeah. Um, I feel like they probably had a man in mind when they wrote the script and then they ended up hiring a woman and they just didn't change the script. 
Probably. That that's what is happening in my mind. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Um, but we find out like so today is Halloween. Last night was just the Halloween dance, and according to their fake serial killer MO, the wolf strikes on the full moon, which happens to fall on Halloween this year. Not only that though, but before Owen went over there, he got another IM from the wolf. Mm, I didn't even write that IM down. I don't know what it says. I can't remember. It's like something about Owen. Haha, you're so stupid. (laughs) That's what you would have written in an IM to Owen. Along those lines, yeah. (laughs) Um, So Owen just, you know, he believes that life is imitating art right now. That somebody read this chain email and decided they're going to act it all out. Uh, So he messages all of their group to meet at the chapel. Um, Mercedes doesn't show because she's, you know, very shaken up by talking to the cops all day she was the one that got grilled the most because she mm-hmm. was the one that got caught yeah well i mean and they even show her in her dorm room at one point like actually like actively crying yeah i mean at this point it's like the, the joke is over for everybody else yeah and she was very much like pegged as like her archetype was like she was stuck up pretty girl but she was also very very smart like she got had some like of the good, highest yeah. test scores um so she was very much shaken up about potentially losing her spot at the school yeah um, so they all are stuck on campus because of the prank. So that's why they're not at the lake house. Uh, Rand, uh, Randall still isn't there. And they still aren't sure where he is because it's been confirmed he's not with Jenny Ryder. He didn't take Tom's car. And they're just like, oh, I don't know where Randall is. Um, but then they all kind of admit to their parts in the prank, like which, which one of them were doing, which chasing, which IMs, all of this. Um, Lewis calls Mercedes to prove that she took Randall to the bus stop and that's why the car was still there. Um, but because there's bad reception has to like move around to different rooms. Uh, Dodger and Regina just, you know, kind of start chit chatting and decide that maybe Owen's the one behind all of this because, you know, he's got the most to lose with all of this. But Owen brings up the fact that Dodger was making out with John Bon Jovi, and she's like, "We broke up." I wish she'd been like, "He was taking advantage of me, Owen." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what happens. We see Mercedes like on her end talking to Lewis, um, while she's alone in the dorm. Um, he's like, "Send me a picture of you in your underwear. It'll be like phone sex, but hotter because of the visual." And that's when I was like sexting wasn't a term yet and you're like wait what <laughs> yeah that's kind of weird to me but it's yeah weird to think about yeah. yeah so it's taking a while to send and then once uh lewis gets it he sees there is a silhouette in the background of the picture and he's like mercedes run and mercedes thinks it's tom but it's not tom and she gets got and owen like by that point the whole group has found lewis and owen's like oh god we gotta call the we gotta call the police so he calls no, i not found lewis found randall no, no, no. Found oh, Lewis yeah, 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 talking yeah. on the phone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And hearing, they're hearing the screaming. So Owen tries to call campus security to have them call the police. And campus security is like, look, dude, you've got to call. The, you've got to have a resident assistance make this file because so we don't believe you. I noticed something in the background during mm-hmm. this scene. Um, it's Regina and uh, Tom. And they're in the background. And they're you can see them kind of like talking to each other and snickering. Oh, shit i missed that yeah so like you like but then Start they like, to see something's up yeah and then they put it on a face like after like immediately afterwards but you can tell something might be up here oh cool 
Um, yeah, but uh, campus security won't call the cops without talking to an RA just because Owen, after a week on camp, not even a full like week, like a workday week, yeah. has a reputation already. Um, <laughs> so Regina and Tom are like fighting and bickering and they're like, we need to leave. And then Tom's like, what's on your face, Regina? And it's blood. And they found this trail of blood and they follow it to a confessional booth and they see randall's bloody body and they're like ah we gotta go and owen's like we can't go without dodger and tom's like we're leaving in 20 minutes with or without you and owen's like bet and then he goes to talk to lewis who's like i feel mercedes she's dead i'm not crying it's cool and then lewis gets slashed by the wolf so Owen runs to the faculty building and he breaks into John Bon Jovi's office and gets a phone call and answers the phone. And it's Dodger. And Owen does not question the fact that Dodger is calling John Bon Jovi at all at this point. And he's like, and she's like, oh, well, I found Mercedes' body. Um, you can find John Bon Jovi's car keys. It's in his desk drawer. Yeah, it's so it's really stupid to think about because like, one, why would he be on campus? Yeah. Campus is shut down. And and like Owen's not questioning at all why Dodger would call John Bon Jovi if she broke up with him. Like it's not like she knows that Owen's in there. She says that though. Like, I don't know, like Dodger is very like Dodgy? It's why yeah, it's wise not to believe anything that she says. I think Owen's kind of caught onto that, except now he's finally like back in the full buying into everything mode. Yeah. So he's like uh, freaking out because he sees Dodger like she's talking on her cell phone as she's walking up to the building and he looks out the window sees her and then sees the wolf behind her and then the wolf chases her and attacks her and it looks like she's killed at the front doors and Owen can't get out because everything's locked so he runs back upstairs and tries to open the drawer to find the car keys and instead he finds a gun and he's got the gun and then John Bon Jovi's office is rattling. And this office is a nice fucking office. It's got like an antechamber and everything. Does like, it have a fireplace? Probably. Probably, yeah. Like, it's an intense office yeah, for like just a journalism teacher. And I'm not saying journalism is like not worthwhile. I'm just saying like, I've known plenty. I've had to do plenty of office hours with professors and none of them have offices like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't go to a private school. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah. So it's John Bon Jovi. He's like, Owen, I'm coming in. And he's got a camouflage jacket and an orange mask in his hands. He's like, I found this on the stairwell. And Owen's like, no, you killed Dodger because she broke up with you and you killed all of our friends because reasons. And then John Bon Jovi's like, I'm going to take the gun. And they wrestle. And then John Bon Jovi gets shot through the heart. Shot through the heart. Yep. And then we see everybody's still alive. Yeah. Jared Padalecki and Regina like burst through the door. Like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. They all come in and then we get this like scene where various people are talking to the cops and talking to each other and they all had a part in all of this but they didn't know 100% of everything that was happening. Yeah, this one so right like, here was more like a mo like everybody found out as it was progressing. So like yeah. Lewis when he was on the phone with Mercedes, he didn't know what was happening until he left the chapel. Yeah, Mercedes didn't know that Graham was coming to get her. Um, like all of this, like Tom, when Dodger hit him, like hit him harder than she was supposed to, like all of this stuff, like everybody knew bits and pieces, but they didn't know the full story. Yeah. 
and Owen is taken to the police station. John Bon Jovi's dead. He is like him and Becky are the only actual deaths in this entire movie, which is insane to think about. Body count of two people in this entire movie. Yeah. It seems like it should be way higher. And in theory, it is if you turn off the movie 15 minutes early. Yeah. Um, So he goes to the police station. His dad's there. And he's like, my lawyer says it's good news. The charges are being dropped. You'll be on probation until whatever time because it was in self-defense. And no one's like, how is that possible? And he goes, well, the cops found... um, this isn't the exact dialogue, but the gist is that the cops found child pornography in John Bon Jovi's desk because he was also sleeping with Becky Roberts. And there's like half naked pictures of her. And the implication is that there are probably full naked pictures, too. Well, not only that, but also the gun was the same gun used in the murder in yep. the opening scene of her. So, yeah. So the cops are like, and they decide that it's self-defense, which I mean, honestly, it could have been. It would have been manslaughter at best because they were fighting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it gets knocked down to self-defense because of that. And then the cops are like, hey, somebody's here to see you, which again, this is rich white boy privilege that he is allowed to leave this <laughs> holding room and go talk to his friend in the lobby. Of well, the he's already station. been queer at this point. I know, but like he was in a locked holding cell right now talking to his dad. He was in a holding cell. He was in like an interrogation like, room. Well, okay. Well, those are still locked yeah but it's different different but the same kind of um so he goes out there and he talks to dodger and dodger's like crying and she's you know she's like i'm so sorry like if i had known he was cheating on me i wouldn't have had anybody do this game he goes no you wouldn't have you would have gotten revenge and then we get this like flashback throughout the whole movie and basically Dodger was this mastermind the whole time and convinced everybody to do all of this so that way John Bon Jovi could get shot through the heart. Because it's the game. You manipulate your friends and... Uh, Eliminate your enemies. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So I what I really love in this is um, she's, like, crying the whole time and denying all of it. And then, like, the final line is, like, she's, like, besides... Who would believe you? And when she says that, like her face changes completely. It's and good I just acting. Feel, yeah, it was really good acting on Lindy Booth's part. I appreciated it a lot. And that's it. You know what this uh, finale makes me think of? What? A Saw movie because of all of the flashbacks. <gasps> yes, we need Charlie Clauser. Exactly. That's all you need. If you make that, if you insert that soundtrack in the scene, it's like, oh, holy shit, this is a Saw movie this entire time. <laughs> Dude. Um, I kind of want to try and edit that, but if I, I won't have time to, if anybody listening wants to edit that and send it to us, that would be amazing. That'd be incredible. That'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's the movie. All right. That's how it ends. How are you feeling about it afterwards, Travis? It's okay. I think I feel a little bit worse about it, actually. Yeah. It's, it's really stupid. At times, man, it's it gets really fucking dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I like dumb slashers, but I don't like dumb slashers when they're trying to be smart slashers. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm gonna bump it down to five. Okay. All right. What about you? I'm keeping it at um. I'm keeping it at seven and a half. Like, I agree, it's a dumb slasher, but I also knew that when I was reading it before. It's not. I don't think it's an objectively good movie, but I have so much fun watching it despite its flaws. I love it in spite of its flaws. 
And that probably makes me a hypocrite considering some of the other movies I've talked about that I've bumped down points for because of various points I've made about this movie. It's okay. But I don't care. I have a weird love for this movie that I cannot fully explain. I mean, in my mind, like, I'm realizing that I rated this the same as Slumber Party Massacre 3, even though I've realized that this is objectively a much better movie than Slumber Party Massacre 3. It's all about how you feel at the time. Like, you know, like, it's not objective. It's Uh, subjective. It's how we feel about it. Or like this, this we're not like high class film reviewers. We're just going based off of gut reactions. And my gut says this is a seven and a half for me. I'm always going to be happy to watch this movie. It's one of those is like we need a movie to put on. We can't agree on anything. If like after five suggestions, one of us is like cry wolf. I'm gonna always say yes. It's always you know? gonna be you that's gonna say that. I'm not ever gonna be the one that like, you want to watch cry wolf. That's true. But I'm just saying like it's one of those that like is always okay for, like, dumb background stuff or for, like, actually paying attention stuff. Okay, I I agree with that. So that brings our average down to 5.75, maybe. I didn't really actually do the math on that. Hold on. I'm going to agree with it, though. (laughs) Either way. Let me do math really quick because I think I actually got the math wrong. 6.25. Okay. I did get the math wrong. Yeah, so it just went down half a point, which isn't, like, terrible, all things considered. Not really. Um, Talia, before we even got a chance to start the movie, while it was just on the title screen, was actually crying woof. She was crying woof. Yeah. Um, and then she slept the entire time. Yeah. So she was excited about the premise, but was let down. Yes. Um, so I think she's gonna I think she's gonna agree with you that it's a five. Okay. Um, all right, we've got a new segment called Did Zoe Watch This? If you follow us on Twitter, then you know that Zoe loves to watch movies with us especially horror movies like she senses when we're putting on a horror movie especially the cheesy ones especially like joe bob last driving stuff that's why her name is zo bob yeah and she comes up and she sits on the tv and like actually legitimately like sits on the tv sits on the couch and looks at the tv yeah um and we decided that we wanted to talk about whether or not she watches the movie with us and she was on the couch with us but she was sleepy the whole time yeah, so she she's sleepy. Like, yeah, she did. Right. She did not watch it today. Yeah. All right, Travis. What is one thing that can improve the score for you? Um. One thing that I would change. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't like anybody in this movie. I think that's my main thing. And uh, if I had a protagonist that I was rooting for, I feel like I would feels really differently about this movie but you you give me somebody like Owen and I just I'm not really rooting for him I was happy whenever he was like actually breaking away from the friends but immediately he goes back into like oh fuck it's Halloween now the cry wolf shit's going down like dude did you not realize that they were fucking with you the entire time so many times throughout this movie they tell him hey man like maybe the simplest answer or the most reasonable answer is the correct answer. And anytime he's told that, he's like, so it's the real thing. Like, this is the real man. He's actually killing so everybody. So what you're saying is this is all real. Exactly. Yeah, it's just so stupid. He's such a stupid character. I just, I don't like him. Give me somebody better to root for, you know? Or like, if you're going to make him shitty, give him like an arc that makes him redeemable later on. He does not get that redemption later. That ending sequence of him figuring everything out, I don't feel like it really does anything for me. It just kind of like... 
That's fair. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd say all of the characters are stagnant throughout the whole movie, except for John Bon Jovi, who goes from being like a relatable teacher character to scum of the earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just everybody sucks. Um, the dad improves because he does actually show up when his son's in jail. Yeah, but he's such a <laughs> minor part of this whole movie. Oh, we didn't even talk about her dad. Oh, her dad. Okay, 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 okay. Um... <laughs> So throughout this movie, there's so many scenes of this random dude on campus, and he never speaks he the entire time. After pivotal events, we see reaction shots of this guy like looking disappointed. The first one is like Owen walking by him. He's like storming past him, and then he kind of like just yeah. looks at Owen. And, and like, he's like, Ooh. When, when the first chain email goes out, like you see him reading it, yeah. um, and then he's there after the murder ha- or the self defense. And in the alternate happens. version of the game. He is there up in like the balcony in the chapel just yeah. watching the game play out. Yeah, so we find out he's Dodger's dad. And here's my theory, is that he's in on this with Dodger. I can buy that. Because he's always around. And you have to remember, Owen's like work school program thing is that he is part of the housekeeping crew. Yeah. So I feel like Dodger's dad is in on all of it. I feel like that was at least the original intention because why else would you plant him there in the whole meeting or yes. at the, meeting, like the whole game taking yeah. place? Yeah. Like he, he had to play like a key role, but really they just hired a guy. They're like, listen, man, we're not going to pay you any real money. You can't talk. You're you not just allowed have to, to speak. Exactly. If just you show speak, up, we are cutting the line and you will not get paid. <laughs> act with your face. And all he does is just look sad the entire time. Yeah, very tight-lipped, um, burrowed frow. Even at the end, whenever uh, Jesus, <laughs> whenever uh, Bon Jovi has been killed and he goes over to comfort Dodger, he doesn't say a word. He just like walks up with a blanket and covers her and just frowns. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, thanks, Dad." And it's supposed to be this big boom, reveal. Boom, boom. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that's even more stupid. Fuck this movie. Okay, I've got an IMDb review. Okay. Cry Wolf is one of those films that hasn't decided yet if it's a horror film, a teen drama, or a soap opera. Maybe it's a teen horror soap opera. What a combination. But it's a bad combination. The film takes place what seems to be a school that requires students to wear uniforms. The main characters play a game. Apparently another group of characters took Monopoly away before they could get to it. (laughs) The reason why this film is worse than The Cave is because... Oh, fuck! The Cave! fucking love the cave. What's the cave? Um, we've watched it together. Have we? Yes, we have. Okay. Um, it's because I, I don't know that I love it. I loved it the first time we watched it. Um, it was, it's been a long time. Okay. Um, it's because it doesn't try to scare us. It's more like, look, we have a screenplay that's at least 80 pages long and we have money to make it. This movie, because the producer didn't read it. At least the cave tried to scare us in a failed attempt. The movie also has the dumbest twist in movie history. <laughs> To be honest, it's insulting to call it a twist. It's more of a movie that messes with your mind. Well, that's a twist, dude. Yeah. Um, now, I like movies that mess with our minds, but only if they're creative. But this film is, isn't is creative, nor is it scary. I will agree that maybe this isn't the scariest movie. But it's I not do, at all. I, like I said, the twist, I do think actually, like, it does tend to surprise me. Like... I guess you could see it coming if you're, like, coming at it from, like, a cynical viewpoint. But if you're just watching... There are some movies that even if you fully immerse yourself into the watching experience and try to turn off your brain, like, you can still see it coming from a mile away. 
But I feel like if you turn off your brain to watch this movie, the twist still kind of catches you off guard. This is a movie that I think first watch is better than any other watch you're going to get. Definitely, because definitely. if you watch it afterwards and you realize all of the holes and everything there, it just kind of makes you mad. And I think that's what happens with me. Like and it just it becomes so ridiculous whenever you know what's happening. And that's one of the things too is like when you watch it knowing the twist, like some movies, it's fun to go back and rewatch it knowing it's stuff like, like Scream. That. Yeah, like whenever like, you like, know who is a killer. Um, Urban Legend is yeah. one, and obviously we have to draw the comparison to that. Um, we watched Midsummer last night, and like, I will never get sick of watching that movie. This is on a com- Midsummer's on a completely different league than any of these other movies well, yeah. we referenced. Um, but like looking at the things like the interactions the Horga have with the group that come in, um, thinking about Saw even, like the twist coming at the end when we watch it again, like looking for those little clues. This is one that like there are some little clues throughout that you pick up on and some are very much a stretch at the end where we have these like flashbacks that it's like, eh, if you hadn't thrown this into the flashback, like would we have really picked up on it as a clue? No, because it was really more convenient for you to throw it in right now yeah exactly it's very much a case of like she was too omniscient yeah there's like, no way this way, would have yeah, come together as well happened as it did way too perfectly yeah. for what she was hoping to have happen definitely um but yeah i still i still like the movie and again this is one of those it's dumb fun for me i know it makes no sense but i have fun watching it for what it is fair yeah. enough okay do you have any listener reviews for us travis i do Yay! So we got, um, we actually got a decent amount. This yeah. time, Twitter overshadowed Instagram. Well, do is, the you know, Instagram first because you yeah. know which one's my favorite review, and you know you have to save it for last. Okay, yeah. Um, all right. So on Instagram, we had M Storm, mm-hmm. who was the person that pointed out in the yes. beginning. So M Storm, please let us know specifically what it was that tipped you off because we are not smart enough to figure out how it tipped you off. We we weren't tipped off. Yeah. Other I'm gonna, than the fact that we've seen this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna um I'm gonna have to reach out to him on my own because I just, I'm just super curious to know yeah. what the deal is with that. So he says, um unfortunately it was ruined for me during the opening chase. The cell phone gave it away. So that's why like Jesse and I went into this movie. We paid looking so much at the, attention to the cell phone in the first scene. Yeah, and we couldn't figure it out. So. I wonder if we were paying too hard attention. It's possible. I don't know. We like I wrote down like the names that were on the address book, what like when the they were scrolling through. Um, Amanda, Bart, and Becky. Okay. No. I can't there are no Amandas or Barts throughout the rest of the movie. So Okay. So yeah, I'm really curious to know what that is. Um all right, then on Twitter, we have um, first off, we have Xander. Hey, Xander, he he's a, a he's our co-host on Invite Me In, the Haunted MTL podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I don't even know if that's been released yet. Yeah, I don't know when it's. Hopefully, it's going to be released soon. It's kind of gotten delayed just because um, just various behind the scenes things. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he says um, so underrated. The first time I saw it, the ending actually got me. I agree. Yeah, and that's kind of what I said too. Like you know, and, and I do movie. think it's I do think it's underrated. I'm notorious like I I don't love a ton of movies from this time era, but I this is just a fun one for me. I yeah. do think it's underrated. Um, okay, Stu World Order says I definitely saw this movie. 
I need to read the plot synopsis again. <laughs> so it, it was a very much forgettable experience for them. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Evie. Yay! This was uh, this review made me laugh out loud while we were out running errands yesterday because the notification popped up on my phone. All she says in her review is Jared Padalecki, which yes, that's a sound review. I would have uh, <laughs> also accepted John Bon Jovi. Jared Padalecki makes sense, but John Bon Jovi, like, what the fuck is he doing in this movie? Yeah, Jared Padalecki, you can expect in most movies around this era. Um, yeah, John Bon Jovi was a little bit whoa. All right. Who'd you relate to? Regina. Why? The special effects stuff? Yeah. Okay, cool. And also being the one, like, when they're all there to play the game the first time and everybody's bickering, and she's like, um, can we just start playing the game already? Because that's me. <laughs> yeah. Me on game night, I'm very much going to be like, hey, can we stick to the schedule and start playing the game, please? <laughs> all right, fair. Um, I'm going to relate to Owen because I also had a roommate that <laughs> masturbated excessively. So it's a very real thing. Jesse is very much aware of this. This is back in college. Yeah, yeah. We no, don't have he, to go he, into details. Yeah, he did it when we were both in the room, so I've, I've witnessed it. Yeah, you and you didn't live there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a, it was a thing. So yeah, that's that. Uh, dream sequel. Do you got anything for this? I want to see more of Dodger's dad. Like, oh I, yeah, my dream sequel is not a dream sequel. It's a dream prequel. Like, of them planning all of this out together. Okay. I can see it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll accept that. All right. So, next week. Next week, um, like we said, we kind of recorded things out of order. Uh, so, we've already recorded this episode. But next week, you will hear us discuss with our guest, Robert Otone, Hell House LLC. It came out in 2015. This movie is super accessible to watch. It's so many places for free. Um, Tubi, Vudu, and Crackle. You can also watch it on YouTube TV, Sling TV, and Fubu TV, or YouTube TV and Sling TV if you have premium subscriptions. And if you have subscriptions to YouTube TV, Amazon Prime, you can watch it. You can also rent it from YouTube and Google Play for $3 each. Did you mention Shudder too? And it's on Shudder. Shudder, you can, um, you know, get a monthly subscription, $6 a month, super accessible, has a huge horror catalog, including several Shudder original movies and series. We're not paid to advertise we are not paid to but we want to be daddy yeah <laughs> it also has the entire trilogy if you want to watch the rest of the movies yeah they bought the rights for the rest of the movies so that's all yes. there so so all right that's what that's what we got going on all and right, then i think that's it for this week yeah because you already plugged the socials yeah i already plugged our socials i do just want to say rate review and subscribe again it helps people find us it helps people know that we're here if you like what we're doing it's as simple as just hitting five stars you don't even necessarily have to write a review for us. It helps if you do, but we if you don't, that. like, just give us the five stars. That's cool, too. Um, subscribe, so that way you always know when new episodes come out. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your little sister, tell your cousin, tell your pets. Pets like our voices. We can confirm we have three pets that like our voices. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.